0: Welcome to the Nectar Series podcast. This is a community building exhibition that will collect beautiful stories, sweet like nectar from members of our community and be used to weave a patchwork of narratives that connect each of us through our common past, present and future. Today, we're speaking with Kelly Brown. We are so excited to be launching our Calliope Summer Camps for 2021. This is a one week, theater camp extravaganza. The first week is June 7th through 12th. This is for first through fourth graders. And the second week is June 14th through 19th. And this is for fifth through eighth graders. Every day there will be singing and acting and dancing classes in the morning, followed by rehearsals for a brand new Calliope show in the afternoon. The cost is $150 per student and there are scholarships available. If you want to find out more information, visit www.calliopestage.com. We can't wait to see you there. Hey, y'all. Heads up, you're about to hear part two of our conversation with Kelly Brown. If you haven't heard part one, give this a quick pause and hear that one first. You're not going to want to miss it. I want to um move move to a, a different topic kind of still relating though. What what do you Kelly gain from this community and what do you want your impact to be on this community?
1: So, what I gain from this community is that there are beautiful, kind, loving people here so I, I want our community, um, cause we, our community is growing number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Western continues to grow, um, there's going to be more black individuals that decide to stay in this community. I hope God, I would love to see run into a black person at the grocery store every now and then. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but I, I think, I want our community to find ways to be diverse that isn't all white culture. Yeah. Um, you know, look up the Appalachian project and how African-Americans have a long history um, in these Appalachian mountains and it's kind of been shoved to the side, but now we're having an uprising and it's being acknowledged more and all of that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And I love this community. I moved here for to live for a year in 2013. And now it's 2020.
2: Um, (laughs) I, 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 I do have to ask. I do have to interject. I'm sorry, but you said you came for a year. And what was that year supposed to entail?
1: well I have Before no clue to again. be honest yeah yeah, yeah. I, I honestly have no clue so you know I was just fresh out of college looking for a job so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no we all understand that but um you know I, I want this community to grow into a place that all people no matter what they look like no matter what their skin tone is, no matter what their sexual orientation is, no matter what um, their religious belief is, no matter um, what the hell they think about anything is that they feel like this is a safe place.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and, And I think we can get there. But I think it also takes people... On um, being willing to work together and create diverse and inclusive and equitable spaces and have difficult and hard conversations and listen to each other. Yeah.
2: Do you have any ways that you can identify or, or uh, that you've thought about on ways that our community can create that space? To have those difficult, uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. to celebrate each other's stories and diversity? Yeah. How do we create that space in our community?
1: So, one, I think I, as an NAACP man, member, I, I look to the NAACP to um, really work to advance that. I also look to the educational, um, agencies which in within our community to bring um those resources and opportunities to our community to provide education and thought. Um, you know, one thing, one project that I've been deeply involved in as of late, and I think you and I talked about it yesterday, Ashley, is trying to get the Jordan to Freedom Statue placed here in Jackson County as an exhibit. That statue was created here in Jackson County by a local sculptor, y'all. That's not small. Um, and, and, and we need to celebrate that. Um, Wesley Wofford has a studio in Cashers. And this Harriet Tubman statue is going around the world right now. That's a conversation started. Um, You know, I've, through this journey of being here and being a part of this community and coming to know people, have met some wonderful local individuals who their African-American family roots go back here for generations uplifting those stories and bringing those stories to the forefront for us to listen to um, and and hear from you know one thing that is interesting in jackson county and neither of you probably know this that our school board office is the former negro school really no
0: idea.
1: yes <laughs> like like yeah right isn't that like wait So you're telling me that the actual office that our entire county school system functions out of is the former Negro school. And if you pull up there, there is a plaque before you go in the door that says that. Wow. So when you're on that soil and in that building... (sighs) You know you know what I'm saying? Like that's not been commemorated. It's not talked about because why would we talk about it? Um it's, right. it's not and, a
2: story that's that's highlighted or um yeah, readily talked about. And and yeah, and that's that's essentially what you're advocating for, right? Is that yeah these stories are just coming to the table with all the other stories that we get to hear about our community and our region. They just become yeah. a part of that fabric that you've been talking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, our superintendent, the, the person who's charged with leading our school system, their office, the school board meetings, and all of that is in a former Negro school. And, and, and we're struggling to, 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 to really grasp this work in Jackson County. You know, in the entirety around where that um, office is, is kind of the black neighborhood. You know, if you're coming up Skyland Drive and you see where we have barricades at right now where the road's falling down, that's a black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, but then like you listen to a town commissioner's meeting and i am not saying anything bad about our town commissioners but you have a town commissioner that's complaining about speeders in her neighborhood due to a detour the road in a black community is falling down literally into the street and you're not complaining about that but you're worried about people speeding past your house you know and when we think about how Black communities have um, forever been put in these places that the water's bad or there's some situation of um, injustice or what have you, Um, it's problematic. And you see that right here in Silva, you know, the roads falling down because it should have never been built the way that it was built.
0: Right.
1: It's unacceptable. Um, when I hear a town commissioner complain about speeders going past their driveway, knowing that there's a flipping road falling into the street that I drive past every day. Mm. Right.
2: And and I know that, you know, many of our listeners will be able to conceptualize this in their head and understand. But in, in your own words, can you talk about why? being cognizant of some of these things is so important to the whole, to all of us, not just the families that live on that particular street, but why ensuring that the entire community is embraced by the rest of the community, taken care of by the rest of the community, uh, why that's so important to us as a whole?
1: It allows us to look at what, how deep um, systemic racism is. And, and and really begin to to do that work of thinking about how layered for years this has been. Um. And and when we continue, and, and if we really begin to think and 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 internalize and try to understand that, we gain a a a better grasp on the levity of this and the gravitas. And how work must be done.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that the work hasn't, in some ways, hasn't even started.
1: No, yeah. You know, we're in our own, 2020 is our own civil rights movement. And, you know, what I like saying is put your protest clothes on, get your writing hand ready, um, and get ready to send some emails too. Um, That's what we got to do. It's expected of us. Um, if we want better in this world, then we gotta own it and demand better
0: well, and I love that looking at Jackson County and Silva in particular, it's this microcosm of the rest of the country, right, yeah. like even a small mountain town that you would expect would not be dealing with these issues is one hundred percent dealing with these yeah. issues and maybe even behind,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that um, the pro-Confederate statue group said um, in the beginning was that there was no slaves owned in Jackson County. Okay. Um, Yeah. And so... (laughs) Let that go. But then they came back and said, oh, slaves were owned in Jackson County because, you know, the history books changed in a matter of months in 2020. And then they wanted to um, create a plaque, if you will, at the courthouse to commemorate those um, black um, individuals that fought in the Confederacy and all of that. History books in 2020 don't change in a matter of a couple of weeks. That's called bullshit and pandering. Um, <laughs> and white people only wanting to know what they want to know. Yeah. And you don't just magically have this epiphany and find this information. It's what you want to hear um, and how you want to understand history.
0: Right. You know, well, and, and at, at the end of the day, and correct me if I'm wrong, the, the question of we're slaves in Jackson County is not the question that we should be dealing with. The question is, how are we combating s- systemic racism in Jackson County? Yes, That's right now. That's the question.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you have people saying it's nothing but leftist crap and a whole bunch of people crying and they're trying to say that, like, you know, the all black people want to do is riot and tear our stores down, you know, like they're not listening and they don't want to hear that. But then as soon as you tell them they're racist, they're like, oh, I'm not racist. I have got six black friends. Well, good for you. Have you listened to your six black friends or have you tried to tell your six black friends why they don't understand?
0: Yeah, and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining i imagining, I come from the area, and I am imagining my grandmother or people in the area, they would correct me if I, like, wore a skirt that was too long. Like, I can't imagine yeah. going around and trying to correct people that are not their race.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, they're like, oh, you're just going to say I'm racist, but you don't understand. Um I've been in this black skin for 30 years. I've been understanding a lot. Let me just tell you that. Like, you know, I've been understanding what it feels like um, when a cop pulls behind me and follows me for no reason. Um, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to apologize for, you know, people like when I've been at Walmart and the lady asks for my receipt, but a whole slew of people walks by
2: and i i, I want to bring up so uh, f- for anyone who who reads uh, the publications in the area or is on social media um and, and sees some of these uh, conflict conflicts playing out over social media um, you might have seen uh where kelly has previously written opinion articles um And some of the comments to those or the reactions to those are that uh, he's not even from the area. He wasn't born and raised here. And if he doesn't like it, he should leave. Mm -hmm. And so, Kelly, can you tell us why it's important for you to stay? Why you don't want to leave? Why it's important that you stay here and you're doing the work that you're doing to you?
1: Well, I'll tell you this, you know, the individual that's running um, for county commissioner that called us a whole bunch of leftist crybabies isn't from here, but they're supporting him. Um, and if they would like to refund me all of my tax dollars that I've contributed to this community, I will gladly <laughs> ch- take that check. Um, if they would like to refund me the countless hours of bud board work that I've done, I will take that check um a lot of the people that had the nerve to say those things um aren't involved in investing in our community they're sitting behind a keyboard um and i hope you'll include that in the podcast i don't know if that's too harsh but um, (laughs) just being honest like they're sitting behind their keyboard and they're not out there actively working um to change their community You know, you can say that you're born here and you're from here. And I will tell you that a lot of people that are screaming that are people that said they were friends of mine and then they went and deleted me on Facebook, talked an inordinate amount of um, inappropriate things about myself and my partner and the work she does and I do, um, and have even tried to get me and her both fired um, from our respective jobs. But they can talk that they can say those things online, but they couldn't say it to our faces. Um, And so that's cowardice behavior. Um, And um, I hope that they dig within themselves to figure out why they're so sick and disgustingly racist.
2: Hello, listeners. Calliope Stage has a really exciting event coming up we want to tell you about. In August, we'll be presenting our very first live theatrical production outdoors in downtown Silva, North Carolina. We believe the majesty of the Appalachian Mountains houses a tremendous opportunity for new theater. And in August, we will show you exactly what we mean. 23 artists have worked three months to create 10 new original shorts or short pieces of theater. And each of these shorts uh, tells a story rooted in our Western North Carolina region these writers, historians, choreographers, composers, musicians, and the list goes on, have created some really dynamic pieces and we cannot wait to share Calliope Shorts with you, our audience and supporters first, right here in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. So check out our website to learn more and reserve your tickets for those first two weekends in August. They are limited due to COVID-19 seating arrangements, but you definitely don't wanna miss this and we cannot wait to see you at the theater. Well, and I just want um, to to catch up anyone um, who's listening. So this is not going to be an exhaustive list, but I'm just going to run down, you know, just a, a quick list of some of the efforts and organizations um, and projects that Kelly's been a part of. And Kelly, please add on if you see fit, um, just to give, you know, a kind of a broad picture of, of your involvement here. So um, Reconcile Silva, of course, uh, Jackson County Arts Council. Um, I understand that you've been a part uh, previously of the Main Street Silva Association, um, involved with the Jackson County Department of Public Health. Um, you currently work at Bear Lake Reserve. You're an active member at First Baptist Church. You've been a community table board member of a board member of the Hale Health Foundation and the list goes on. (laughs) Um, So just to, just again, to give a picture, I I just think it's important to also highlight all of this engagement that you're, you're talking about so that you're not modest about it.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, You know, okay, so I'm trying to find my words. (laughs) You know, uh, if I had to move here and became this engaged, why are the people that are are from here not engaged in doing this work? Right. Um, And anytime I ask that question, I really never get a good answer. Um, And so I'm as equally a part of this community as someone um, that has lived here 20, 30, 40, 50 years. and my voice gets to matter because i pay f-ing taxes here i know y'all can't yeah. put that on the podcast but um you know what i'm saying like i pay taxes here What's just a as much as they version
2: do. of that yeah of <laughs> <laughs> that statement um,
1: yeah i pay taxes here um and choose to live here um why? and we're very clear about why we want to live here because we believe in this community and we support this community um we're between my partner and i we are we donate our time and energy and efforts to making sure that we support the farmers market like that's where we try to do a majority of our shopping at we try to make sure we're supporting local individuals and community members and donating time energy and money um and again if you don't want me here and you want to say i'm not a part of this community you write me a check for my tax dollars back and I'll be glad to pay that to the movers when they move us out. Um, So, But until then, I ain't going nowhere. Um, And well, that's too bad. Um, I'm sorry that your whiteness is bothered by the fact that you're having to confront some systemic racism and your implicit bias. Um, And I think I'm saying sorry is not appropriate. But um, the fact that you don't want to look within yourself and do that work is sad.
0: Well, and, and Kelly, something that I love is, is, you know, decisions are made by the people that are in the room, right? Yeah. And I love that you make sure that you're in the room.
1: Yeah. And you and know what?
0: It's voice. a public
1: sphere. That room's open to anybody.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But but you know the importance of the de- these decisions. And so you, you're right in that you, you, are, you donate your time and your energy to being in that room and making sure that your voice and the voices of the people you you represent and the people that have the same ideals as you are are in that room also. Yeah, and I think that's really awesome. And then, I don't
2: know. This may this may be easy for you to answer. This may be tough or or challenging to answer. But um, so you're in that room, and the person that is telling you, you should leave, the person that is calling you a crybaby, leftist um, pulls up across the table. How do you connect with that person as a member of the they community? Don't,
1: well, I'll start here. They don't ever pull up across the table because they don't, they don't have, um, the ability to say any of that to my face. No one has said that to my face, which is really interesting. Um, they're able to say it on the internet, um, but they can't say it to my face. My phone number is pretty public. Like I worked in a public sphere for a long time. My Facebook has been pretty public. They, if they really wanted to get in contact with me and have a quality conversation, they would. Um, and that's cowardice on their behalf because they can get behind a keyboard and hide. Um, and so, if you know me, um, you know that I'm willing to have a conversation with just about anyone. Um, it's cowardice on their behalf, just to be blatantly honest. Um, You know, obviously, Ashley, you read the comments under that post uh, where people made all these claims about how they know me and stuff. Half of those people that made those claims, I don't know who they are. (laughs) Yeah, you know, right? Um, But they they're also the kind of cowards that they can tell that stuff on facebook but i can guarantee you they couldn't say it to my face you know one time um we were at a local establishment and someone was posting on facebook that myself my partner and some individuals were at that establishment um but they couldn't get out of their chair to come down and actually counter me to my face
0: interesting yeah
1: right yeah, because it's cowardice um, behavior. So really, who's the whiny crybaby? Yeah, it ain't sure. this dude by any means, I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> um, well, I, think you're right. I, I think am the one walking around in fear and scared of them.
2: And I think anyone who does know you, and even uh, as you mentioned at the, at the top of the interview here, um, you and I had sort of operated in the same circles, but never been face-to-face. So now we've been face-to-face. Yeah because of COVID, a total of one time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I can confidently say that you are a person that is willing to be face to face with another individual and have a civil, calm conversation about just about anything. whether it be the cup of coffee that you're drinking with the avocado breakfast at white moon or the confederate statue. Um, And, and so I I just make that observation uh, because it seems to me that that is how you, your brand of connection with this community. Yeah. Is to be one-on-one with those in it.
1: I'm I'm always willing to have a one-on-one conversation and, and 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 try to listen and understand and hear each other out. Um but there's a group um that they while they might say they're willing to do that, they're not. Right. They'd rather talk on the internet um and spew lies, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm okay. With well,
0: that. it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not
1: okay, but um that's their form of being bold which I would say is more so cowardice because if you can't say it to my face and like, I'm one of the few black members of this community. It ain't that hard to find me. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, you know, if you can, if you can call me out on Facebook when I'm sitting with some friends, then
0: you can come and talk to me.
1: You can come and talk to me.
0: Yeah. So we've covered a wide array of topics today, which I Yeah, right. This is probably like a
1: six-podcast series. Just <laughs> I one.
0: love it. No, I love it. I love it. But I do... A, a, a final question that, that I think we want to ask is, again, what do you love about Jackson County? What makes Jackson County special to you?
1: The people. Yeah. Um, the people that live here, um, that... The people in this community, I don't think I can, I don't think there's any other way to say it. They're no, literally, no, when I say there's no place I'd rather be, I genuinely mean that.
0: Yeah. And even the people that won't come and talk to your face, you know, yeah. still make up this community. And- yeah.
1: Good for them, you know, and I, <laughs> and I'm sure that they love it in the same way that I do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We recognize that human beings are more alike than we are unlike. Yeah. <laughs> to come yeah. full circle. Yeah. Thanks,
1: Maya. <laughs> Thanks, Maya. You're great. Thank yeah. you for
2: guiding us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: um Kelly, where can our guests follow you on social media if they want to hear more of your story?
1: So, I would say if you um, want to reach out to me, if you if you see me be bold (laughs) enough to come up and talk to me um one of the best ways to find me um is check out my blog which is kind of inactive and in work of being becoming active on it's journeywithkelly.com the better way to catch me actually if i'm being honest is my twitter handle which is kgbrown underscore one Another way is my email, brownkellyg at gmail.com or just send me a message on Facebook. If you see me out having coffee, walk up to me. If you see me at Innovation having one of their amazing beers, walk up to me. (laughs) I may not be willing to have a conversation then, but I can guarantee you I will say, hey, let's get together. Let's exchange contact information.
0: Thanks, I love that. Kelly. That's, so cool. that's how we
1: create community it's simple you know we create community by um, having real authentic and honest conversations yeah
0: yeah well and thank you for having an authentic conversation with us today
1: yeah thank y'all
0: <laughs> today's episode of the nectar series is brought to you by anchor our mission here at the nectar series is to share stories use anchor to elaborate Anchor provides you with the tools to tell it all. Not only do they provide unlimited free hosting for your podcast, Anchor supports your podcast with blog entries and answers questions on monetization and making your podcast fun and entertaining. Visit anchor.fm to find everything you need to make a podcast all in one place for free. That's anchor.fm. The Nectar Series podcast is brought to you by Calliope Stage and Anchor, logo designed by Zachary Alexander, music by Susan Pepper and Taylor Harris, and editing by Daniel Stanley. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow Calliope Stage on Instagram and Facebook at Calliope Stage. For more updates and ways to join our community, visit www.calliopestage.com.